super cool portion of a chat today with my business partner, John Brown, and he's talking about his experience in his life, 45-year career in golf and counting as a golf course business owner and the importance of culture, company culture, membership culture at, at these golf clubs. And I'm asking him about the good, the bad, and the ugly about golf course ownership. Hope you guys like it. This is the Golf Essentials Podcast with Casey Bork. So, John, in your travels, you've you've owned, you've also owned a bunch of golf courses. I want to say, you know, ten or a dozen or so at different points in time. And um, tell me about the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, it's really cool to say you own golf courses, um, but you know, uh, tell me about some wins and maybe some losses, some challenges that you were faced with. You know. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I've owned golf courses, Casey, for a long, long time. Um, I, I bought my first one, uh, oh, I think I was 23. Um, and it was uh, back in the days when Jimmy Carter was the president and uh, interest rates were crazy. And uh, we talked a little about this in a in a former um, podcast, but uh, that was the first one. And it was, uh, you know, I was so into it at the time of being an entrepreneur and so afraid of, uh, uh, you know, I didn't know what I was doing clearly. So I just did what I thought was right. And, uh, and had a, had a really good time with that, but I'll, I'll take, I'll take the, I'll take the good stuff first. You know, I've right. really been in golf course ownership almost in some manner, or, or, or really high-level management of multiple facilities in, in some manner ever since then. You know, so my whole career, um, you know, 45-plus uh, years of my whole career, I've been, I've been in it. So, you know, the good is obviously uh, you can kind of control your own destiny and, and you, can, uh, you, can, you can be as creative as you want to be. And if something fails, it it's you that, that, you know, that is responsible. And I, and I like that. I like being in the position of having the ball in my hands, you know, uh, you know, back from my football, I was an all state quarterback in New Jersey years ago and, and played in college some college ball. And, um, you wouldn't know that looking at me now, buddy, with this, uh, <laughs> with this girth, but, uh, <laughs> but at any rate, I liked having the ball in my hands and I liked uh, being the guy that, uh, you know, was the strategist around uh, how we, you know, move the ball down the field. And the same thing's true in business. You know, you're, you're the quarterback, you're the strategist. And, you know, that's a, mm -hmm. if, if you're okay with that, a lot of people don't want the ball in their hands, you know, yeah, they're, the last, they're, they're last line of offense. Yeah. The last line of defense. Everything's your fault, right? Good yeah, yeah, well, that's right. That's, yep. that's right. And uh, so, you know, the good part of, of, of owning golf courses is, is, is it's very rewarding. And uh, when you start to find a, you know, put together a program and a package and you, and you start, you know, really getting wonderful comments back from the users of your facility or your members or your players or, or anybody who happens to maybe have dinner there or had a wedding there or any of those kinds of things, when you're hearing positive feedback, you know, positive feedback is a, is something that I think is uh 
is a real driving force for me. You know, mm -hmm. I, uh, I, 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 I love the, f I love producing a product for people to enjoy and, and golf does that and golf gives me that opportunity to do that. And, uh, so that's the, the that's, that's the good, you know, the bad he, uh, is you're on that well, island. I well, mean, more, you know, you just turn that around for the bad. I mean, you're on that island. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're the guy. <laughs> There's nowhere else to hide. And, uh, you know, um, make it or break it. It's, it's up to you when you're, the, when you're the owner of that facility. You put the programming together. You hire the staff, you know, and they are you. And, you know, you know and I know. We, we we really work hard at at, at hiring, uh, and you don't always get it right. I mean, most of the time we do, but you don't always get it right. And the hard part of that is the people who are dealing with that particular individual that you didn't get it right with, they look at that person as you because you've hired them, and it's your facility, so he's your guy or girl. And, uh, and, and, and quite frankly, you're on, you're on that Island. So that's the, you know, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the bad part of it. Uh, you know, singular decisions. Uh, I like the fact that you and I are in a partnership and we share everything and we, we bounce it off each other and, uh, you know, and, and, and we massage it a little bit. Um, I haven't had that a lot in my career. I've always kind of done it myself. So I'm, I'm I'm enjoying the fact that we got two of us kind of looking at it and uh and deciding what's the best road to, to travel down. Sure. You know, the 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 ugly is 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 just what you might think. It's you know, it's the hard stuff. It's the firing of people because they've been unhonest in your operation or something like that. Um those are those are, you know, cuz you put a lot of trust in your people, you take a lot of time to hire them and and when they fail, um, and they, you know, and they will, I mean, everybody who's ever been in this industry, um, in any industry, really, where there's, where there's cash that's present, um, people are going to fail from time to time, not often, but from mm -hmm. time to time. Mm -hmm. And that's always difficult because, you know, you've, you know, you, you not only are firing somebody, but now you've got the police involved and you've got a number of different things that are out there. And, um, you know, the second part of it is, is, is there's a, you know, we did a, you did a wonderful podcast on, on how honest people are and in different ways that we can um, generate more income based on the honesty factor. And I think that's true in, in 90, 95% of the people that we deal with. Right. You know, the ugly in golf is that 5%. Uh, you know, that person who's constantly suing you for something, you know, um, and, and I, I take a, a rather unique approach to those folks. I, I just, you know, I just make them available to my competitor. I make sure that they realize that they're not welcome at our facility anymore because, you know, they're too big of a pain in the rear end to deal with. And, uh, <laughs> right. it's, yeah, it's just quite frankly, they're bad for business. And, you know, I learned a long time ago from my grandfather, you know, not everybody's your customer. He said to me, and yes, uh, exactly. and, and, and 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 that's exactly what he meant, you know. And uh, so I, I have uh, I've done that a couple of times, not many, uh, but that is the ugly, you know. You're you're con you're not constantly, but 
in my career, I've, I've had to defend myself probably, uh, you know, a 45 year career. I've had to defend myself in some kind of legal action because I was the owner of the facility or whatever, probably, you know, 10, 11 times. And, and, and quite frankly, never lost any one of those, but it, you know, you still got to defend yourself. So there's 20 or $30,000 you're spending on, you know, mm-hmm. your attorneys. And, and it's just, uh, and most of the time it comes out that it, you know, it was really the stupidity of, of, the, of, of, of whoever the customer was that was using the equipment improperly, you know, right. uh, you, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's really an interesting thing. I mean, I've, I've been sued by somebody who, drove a golf cart, right? The golf cart was perfect. No issues with it, no problems, nothing. Right into a fence and then into a lake on purpose. And, <laughs> and I, I, you know, these kinds of things are out there when you're dealing with people that are, um, you know, that are just out having a good time. That's and awesome. they don't realize that, you know, that golf's a serious game too. We want them to have a good time, but when they start, you know, breaking the equipment and all those kind of things, you know, that's just not cool. So that's the, that's the ugly part of golf. And you, it's so infrequent. You don't deal with it a whole lot. You know, like I said, right. 10, 11 times for me in, in 45 years, that's, that's not a lot. Um, you know, but, you, but they they drag on and they're time consuming and they're costly. Um, yeah. and, and so it's, it's those kinds of things, but you know, I do love the industry and uh, I just love the fact that we can put out a product and make somebody's day uh, where they've had just a great customer experience in all phases. You know, when they drop their golf bag off, um, you know, at the, the bag stand or they come into the golf shop or, or lunch afterward, any of those kinds of things that happen, just um, putting a smile on somebody's face and having them enjoy their time. And then when they come back as repeat customers, you know, that solidifies the fact that, you know, you're doing a good job. And, uh, and I, you know, I love that part of it. So it's, uh, you know, it's tough. I I think a, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. You know, a country club is often the focal point of the community in which it resides, right? And, you know, whether it's a residential community, there's employment, there's uh, recreation, there's a lot of things that happen around that club, uh, even extending as far as real estate values and things. So the stakes are pretty high. It's not like a lot of other businesses out there there's a lot of spin-off pluses and negatives that that weigh heavily on the success of the club. So when when things are going bad and the club is underperforming, um, people get pretty bent out of shape, you know? And so the, the bad can be bad, but the good can be incredible, right? I mean you're you're literally yeah. making people's lives better and creating a culture that that makes people yes. happier, you know? Yeah, the culture is a good word because that's exactly right. You're creating a culture and it's, you know, I mean, this is the social hub generally for a large group of people 
that have adopted it as their own. Okay, whether it's a public course or a semi-private or a private course, it's, it's, it's the same. There's a group of folks, whether they live around the golf course or they don't, or it's a golf course without any housing on it, there's still a hub of people that have, have chosen that place as their social hub. And, and, if, and if it's a bad experience, boy, they're going to let you know. Sure. And, uh, you know, quite frankly. So, you know, for me, I think what's really, really important in the industry, Casey, is that we always have our people completely empowered and we need to support them a hundred percent as ownership, com- whatever they do completely empowered to fix somebody's issue and fix it right there on site, not pass it on to the next guy or let me talk to the owner about it or any of that kind of stuff. It's got to be fixed right there because that says something. Now, if it's the same person over and over and over and over just working you for some kind of freebie, that's the one that I'll have the chit chat with and make them available to my competitor. All right. <laughs> right. 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 But, I've but, but, that. but yes, indeed. Yes, you have. <laughs> and, uh, and, and quite frankly, most people are good folks. They're not going to do that. They'll come to you when they've really got a problem and I want our folks to be able to fix it right there. Yeah. Whatever it is, whether it's and the however guy need, or the, the HP or doesn't matter which darn staff. right, yep. Who, whoever it is, the first guy they go talk to, I want them empowered to be able to handle the situation in a positive way and make that guy smile before he leaves them. Yep. Yep. I love that. Yep. It's cool. just so, so important. And there's so few companies that do that. Oh gosh. It's just you know, pass it along. I'll leave a message. I'll have the guy call you. I'll do this, whatever. And, and it, it totally leaves the consumer with just a rotten taste in his mouth for that facility and takes them a long time before they'll come back. And I just, you know, we can't afford in this golf marketplace to be like that. No, we, we've got to be better than that. And, uh, and quite frankly, we are. Yep. Yep. So what about um, what about the clubs that you know aren't getting it done and aren't executing on this stuff? Um, you know, having a hard time in the local marketplace that they're in. I know that the stakes are high, and you know the cost of seeing that club struggle or or even disappear is enormous. And you know, so what right. options do those those clubs have? You know, what you know, so so. So interesting. I, I just just had a call yesterday from a uh, a general manager at a club in, in this area that I know very well, and and he let me know that uh, uh, he heard yesterday there were five minutes before my call that that X Y Z club had closed, and you know I know it was bordering on the brink of closing, and it and it finally did close. You know when that happens, it's just absolute disaster because. You know, home values, you, which you alluded to earlier, just go right down the tube. So it's so important for clubs and club owners, private club board of directors, uh, or, or, or even the management personnel of any club that's out there. I mean, management is so generally the general manager, the director of golf, or the, even the superintendent, any of those you know, director of food and beverage, any of the, the, the top line managers, 
they're very reluctant to recommend any kind of consulting process to the club because they, they always feel like their jobs are on the line. And, and I don't know why they feel that quite frankly, because <clears throat> those are the, uh, man, if I had those type of employees, I'd be ecstatic because those are smart people that are recognizing that we, maybe we need to look at this a little bit differently and um, let's get some professional help. I mean, I would love to have employees like that. Hey, if you like my stuff, guys, be sure to subscribe, share it with your buddies, and shoot me any questions you have. I'll be sure to do my best to tackle it in my next episode. Thanks, guys.